The Trumpet Daily Program begins right now. Today's world news, what it means, where it's taking us. I bring you the one and only possible message of world peace. This is a message of hope, tremendous hope. And he said unto me, you must prophesy again. The Trumpet Daily Program begins right now. The Secretary of State has the authority, indeed the obligation, I'm duty-bound to make this determination. Uh, we also, I rather, um, laid out that the record demonstrates that, in fact, the events of January 6, 2021, which were unprecedented and tragic, uh, were an insurrection uh, in the meaning of Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. And finally, uh, in reviewing the facts presented, the evidence, uh, the law, the history, um, we determined uh, under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment that Mr. Trump engaged in insurrection and therefore was disqualified. Now, I, I, I have to say, not only is this an incredibly important decision, but it's a very brave decision. Were the processes, were these hearings fair? Did they comport with due process? And I think there's a question there with regard to what Maine did, because if you look at the hearing, and she details this in the, in the ruling, they heard from one fact witness, a law professor. She based her ruling on a lot of documents, but also YouTube clips, news reports, things that would never pass the bar in normal court. She's not a lawyer, by the way. It's just At the start of 23, Ron DeSantis was running pretty close in the poll average to Donald Trump. And then look what happened. It just exploded here for Trump and went the other way for DeSantis. What happened right around here in the calendar? That was when the first indictment of Trump came down, the one from the Manhattan District Attorney. It almost seems to have triggered a rally around Trump effect among Republicans. And that's just held all year. You can add that to the uh, the clown show montage that we had yesterday. Now it's it's not even these wacko judges, four of them in Colorado, removing Trump from the ballot. It's just uh, the Secretary of State who's decided she's not a lawyer, but she's decided because she saw on YouTube that Donald Trump is an insurrectionist. You are listening to Stephen Flurry, and this is the Trumpet Daily. The easiest trumpet daily for yours truly, as I've only got to set up the mega montage, pretty much. And then that's it for me today. But you will enjoy what you're about to see. You can get to the live video stream of this show, of course, on uh, our website, trumpetdaily.com. Or, or you can go to the Rumble channel, rumble.com forward slash trumpet daily, and uh, get to all of these programs whether you watch it live or after the fact. This is uh, just a couple of emails that have come in. Wednesday, if you remember, we had the, uh, the uh, TD blooper reel. That was right at the end of the show Wednesday. Yesterday, we had the 11-minute the clown show video. Today's is about almost 50 minutes. Uh, in any event, uh, one of our viewers says, I was really tempted to ask you to do a montage of Mr. Flurry's best zingers over the last year. And then there it was. I was literally crying laughing as I was listening. It was so great. That's from uh, the show on Wednesday. Here again, you can get to all of the shows as we post them after the fact at the Rumble channel or our website. One other one here says, I watched yesterday's and today's montages and I had a good laugh. I can't wait to see Friday's mega montage. 
So here we are, the end of the calendar year, the year in review, the traditional mega montage. Take it away, boys. This is now the second speaker vote, and Kevin McCarthy is on track to lose once again. 11 formal embarrassing rejections in his attempt to be speaker now. On the 15th try, his name finally went up over the speaker's office. The Republican Kevin McCarthy finally getting his hands on the House Speaker's gavel. It ends the longest speaker vote in 100 years, a dramatic and twisting political melodrama not seen in the modern era. Many of these members, unwillingly on the Republican side, were a part of making history today as eight Republicans voted with all Democrats who stood in unity to oust Speaker Kevin McCarthy. To the call of the chair. Former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is leaving the House. He will not seek re-election. I, I will be frustrated if nothing happens. I will be happy as long as something happens. <laughs> They can't beat us at the ballot box, so they try and beat us through the law. 34 false statements made to cover up other crimes. The indictment doesn't specify that because the law does not so require. Because he knew there was no case. That's why last week he delayed for a month and then immediately took that back and threw this ridiculous indictment together. In terms of a case that's being brought against a former president, it's a little underwhelming. You're saying as soon as he enters that building, he is technically under arrest? Yes. So at this moment at 1.24 p.m. Eastern Time, Donald J. Trump is under arrest? Yes, he is. Breaking news set to rattle the 2024 presidential campaign and our country's legal landscape. Former President Donald Trump has just posted on social media that he has been told by the federal government that he is being indicted over what he calls the boxes hoax. The unprecedented third indictment of former President Donald Trump. A federal grand jury formally accused Donald Trump yesterday of conspiring to overturn the 2020 election. Now, the four felony charges are conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstruction of and attempt to obstruct an official proceeding, and conspiracy against rights. Some breaking news out of Georgia, a grand jury has returned indictments involving Donald Trump's efforts to overturn his 2020 election loss in Georgia. The Just a striking image to see the former president of the United States who was just booked in the Fulton County Jail behind us. To the verdict this afternoon that found him liable for sexual abuse. There's some breaking news just in to CNN. A federal judge has just delivered another blow to Donald Trump ahead of his second legal battle and court fight with E. Jean Carroll. Breaking news just in that we need to get to right now. New York Attorney General Letitia James has filed a, has filed a civil lawsuit against former President Donald Trump, his children, and his family business. Mr. Trump and the Trump Organization repeatedly and persistently manipulated the value of assets to induce banks to lend money to the Trump Organization on more favorable terms. Breaking news right now, the Colorado Supreme Court, get this, has just ruled on a challenge to Donald Trump's appearance on the state's 
2024 ballot. Well, if this is a stunning ruling from the Colorado Supreme Court saying that Trump should not appear on the ballot in 2024. A dictator. This is a radicalized Donald Trump. Dictatorship. His autocratic instincts. Mussolini, Hitler like. Dictator. He's a kind of demagogue to Mussolini and Hitler. Autocratic tendencies. More fascist. Hitler. 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 Mussolini or Hitler. Jiving on fascism. Adolf Hitler is a fascist. Fascism. The Hitler. Autocratic. Adolf Hitler. An authoritarian. Be an autocrat. Autocrat. Dictator. Dictators. I mean, Hitler. Hitler. Threat to democracy. Dictators. Authoritarian dictators. His affinity for Hitler. His dictator comments. He full on Hitler. He would never leave office. There's no question. I think we have to do everything we can um, to stop him. Uh, and he has to be. Uh, he has to be eliminated. Uh, you know, I do enjoy this. I shouldn't enjoy it. Who gets indicted four times and has a good time? When you look at these polls, they're the best polls. Trump is gaining. The more that he is prosecuted, the more that he is condemned. The higher his numbers go as people rally around him. And I would say to the judges, as I said to the Justice Department, you're actually making it more likely that Donald Trump is elected next November by how you are pursuing this. They're weaponizing law enforcement for high-level election interference because we're beating them so badly in the polls. Here's the Biden track record on the economy. Economic growth is up, inflation is down. Wages are up, gas prices are down. Asked to describe where America is headed in the next year, more than two-thirds use negative words and phrases, downhill, wrong track, disaster, hard times, and uncertainty. I ran for president to build an economy from the bottom up and the middle out. Biden and the radical Democrats have wasted trillions of dollars and caused the worst inflation in half a century. Year over year number, hotter than expected, guys. Good morning. What's your read on this inflation report? Well, this report suggests that we have an economy that is resilient. And a pivotal moment for the American financial system in just 24 hours. Markets are going to reopen and rattled investors are starting to assess the fallout of the second largest bank collapse in U.S. history. Today, thanks to the quick action of my administration over the past few days, Americans can have confidence that the banking system is safe. The banking system overall, is it more resilient? The banking system is safe. It has a better foundation than before the financial crisis. Small businesses across the country, the deposit accounts at these banks can breathe easier knowing they'll be able to pay their workers and pay their bills. Trust the financial system, trust the banks. The situation is stabilizing and the U.S. banking system remains sound. This could be very, very, very serious. These are all self-inflicted wounds, much worse than wounds. American capitalism broke down a long time ago and the latest bailout effort is just another nail in that coffin. Doors are closing at the only two Portland Walmarts, and hundreds of customers are left finding a new place to shop. Is this really a banking crisis? Joe, you know what it is. It's a Fed crisis. It's a rate hiking crisis. It's a crisis built on a crisis we never solved. How could anybody be shocked? I was shocked that the news wasn't worse three months ago. Uh, for the people who work numbers, I am giving you free advice that those of you who are holding dollars, you surely might go into losses. You better, you better uh, do what you must do because uh, this market is going to be different 
in a couple of weeks. Walmart has closed four out of its eight stores in Chicago, giving less than a week's notice. And we heard from several of you yesterday fed up with city leadership and the exodus of big business. Uh, our country is back on track. The economy is humming along. We have rescued this economy. Joe Biden has put us to where we need to be. Our economic plan is working. We now have to finish the job, but there's more to do. Bidenomics is working. Bidenomics is working. It is actually working. Things are actually really good uh, if you're objective about it. The U.S. economy is stronger than any other economy in the world right now, thanks to Joe Biden's leadership. President Biden is out there heralding <laughs> such and such, and the American people disapprove overwhelmingly. Everything's going up. Even if you get a pay raise at work, it's gobbled up by inflation. Inflation is so high. Housing affordability is the worst on record. Auto loan rates have soared because of inflation and because of the interest rates. Borrowing with a credit card has never been so expensive. I hear this all the time. Joe Biden's ruining America. He's ruining the economy. Oh, is he really? Record highs, Willie. Record highs. And this is a remarkable story. You have an Iranian national on the terror watch list who was apprehended at our border, one of almost 40 who we've apprehended. I worry about the potential for terror attacks, including mass terror attacks on the scale of another 9-11. We've heard a lot of talk today uh, about the 5 million people, illegal people that have, that have entered this country, and that's a fact. There's just absolutely no getting around that. Five million people have entered our country illegally. Enough fentanyl has poured into our country to kill every American five times. Millions and millions of illegal aliens from 160 different countries have stormed across our southern border. Drug cartels are now raking in billions of dollars from smuggling poison to kill our people and to kill our children. Some areas of the border are in a crisis situation. Do you agree? I think that we face a very serious challenge in certain parts of the border. Do you view what's happening right now on the border as a crisis? I view it as a significant challenge. Why won't you say the word crisis? You know what? Because I have tremendous faith in the people of the Department of Homeland Security. It is my testimony that the border is secure and we are working every day, day and night, to increase its security. This is pretty incredible. I've been here several months ago, but the number of migrants that are here significantly higher. You know, people are fleeing in difficult and dangerous conditions. They're fleeing economic issues. They're fleeing because of climate change. In less than a month, we've had over 35,000 Venezuelans cross illegally just right here. Title 42 is expiring today, and you know what happens tomorrow? Those numbers go up. This is deliberate. This is a decision that was made by President Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and congressional Democrats to open up the border to what is nothing less than an invasion. Cities all over the U.S. have been bracing for an influx of migrants that appears to be well underway. And many from coast to coast are finding they don't have the resource to handle all the demand. I don't want them there. Take them someplace else or send them back to Venezuela. I don't care where they go. The president has done more to secure the border and to deal with this issue of immigration than anybody else. He really has. Never in my life have I had a problem that I did not see an ending to. I don't see an ending to this. I don't see an ending to this.
I, I don't know, like, there, what'll really happen? A bunch of people, like, will they just come with knives and start killing everybody? I don't think so. This is not sustainable. No country can sustain it or financially can sustain it. Nobody could possibly sustain something like this. President Trump wanted 20 billion to build a wall. We spent $500 billion in the last three years on immigration in this country. Completely changing the country and its political balance too. Yes. Are you kidding me? 472,000 Venezuelans just got temporary protected status so that they could work. And with that, they get social security numbers. And with that social security number, you know what they can do? They can get a license. And with that, then they can register to vote. So the question is, why are we not enforcing the law? Joe Biden did everything he could to make sure that this country can be invaded. And we are being invaded. This is what he wants. What do you call it? here at the White House when 10,000 people illegally crossed the border in a single day. So what do you call it, Peter, when GOP puts forth a, a, a wait, no, 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 you can't. I'm answering, okay, we're gonna move. No, 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 we're moving on. Joe Biden is a threat to democracy, is a threat to democracy. And you know one of the primary reasons he's a threat? Because he's incompetent. And because he's allowing people in the White House to run this country, that's why. People know I take classified uh, documents and classified information seriously. Aides to President Biden have apparently discovered another set of classified documents. That a third discovery uh, was a single document, and it was found at his residence. Classified material next year, Corvette. What were you thinking? The way my Corvette's in a locked garage, okay? So it's not like you're sitting out in the street. We're fully cooperating, looking forward to getting this resolved quickly. The first batch of documents were discovered shortly after the midterms. That was not disclosed until CBS broke the story. I have been forthcoming from this podium. But how can he say he takes classified material seriously when some of what was found may have been in his home for more than a decade and he seemingly had no idea? Is it also an outrage for the current president to have what appears to be multiple classified documents in multiple locations? The president's beach home is being uh, looked over by the FBI today under a consensual search. FBI agents at a sitting president's vacation home right now searching for potential classified documents. You said just possessing classified documents is, you said, totally irresponsible. So. What was totally irresponsible about the fact that you had some? What they've informed me not to speak to this issue. We know that it came across the border from Canada, across that northern border. As you said, it is quite large, the size of three school buses. It's in American airspace. It says that this balloon was uh, over or near sensitive areas. Briefed on the balloon. Order the Pentagon to shoot it down. So what we're learning is that this Chinese spy balloon that hovered over sensitive U.S. military sites back in February before being shot down by the U.S. military, it was able to capture some images and collect some signals intelligence from sensitive U.S. military sites in the United States. Joe Biden's on a weather balloon killing spree. A hobby club in Illinois called the Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade, yep, the Balloon Brigade, says they're missing their balloon. The last time the Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade saw their balloon, it was floating over Canada on February 11th, the same day Biden shot down a balloon over Canada. Now, the Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade's balloon cost $12. 
So Joe shot a $12 balloon with a half a million dollar missile. All because Biden got some bad polling after taking a week to pop the Chinese spy balloon. This is the first time that we've had a shootdown over North America Ever. in our country. As the events of the previous days have shown, we'll always act to protect the interest of the American people and the security of the American people. Cocaine in the White House. Can you even believe that's possible? You're reporting about where the bag was found, uh, contrary to where it had been reported to have been found. But the investigation continues, and we may not, it sounds like, have an answer who it belongs to. Now, we may never know who is the person who left us behind. As you say, lots of cameras in that building. Hard to believe they can't track down who it belongs to, but we will see. If they can't tell us, first, where the cocaine was even located, they gave us three different locations. But if they can't tell us who brought it, what else is happening in the White House they can't tell us about? People are walking in with cocaine, putting in cubby holes, and you turn around to the American public and say, you don't know when you have all the security in the world? How is it that we've never had cocaine in the White House until we have somebody with a record of using cocaine who was in the White House just about the same time? But Joe Biden's dog, Commander, just bit another Secret Service agent. Now, this is reportedly, I guess, the 11th time. And there's so much cocaine in this White House, these dogs might just be hyped up. Breaking news out of Wilmington, Delaware, from the Hunter Biden plea deal hearing. The federal judge overseeing the case put the deal on hold after raising concerns about the scope of the agreement, forcing the president's son to plead not guilty to two misdemeanor tax crimes. What, what about this plea deal and the fact that I don't understand how the IRS could prosecute not paying your taxes on income, but not investigate where the income is coming from? I think there were two plea deals in this case. I think there was the one on paper and there was the one that they had worked out and, and done verbally where the prosecutor had said, look, this will be the end of it. We'll just do this, plead to this. He'll not do any jail time and will be done. And what got in the way of all that arrogance and all that deception was just a simple judge asking questions she was supposed to ask and getting to the bottom of this sweetheart deal. Breaking news, President Biden's son Hunter has been indicted on federal gun charges. It marks the first time a sitting president's son has been indicted on federal gun charges. Breaking news tonight, Hunter Biden has been indicted on nine tax charges in California. The indictment alleges the president's son earned large sums of money from foreign entities and, quote, spent millions of dollars on an extravagant lifestyle at the same time he chose not to pay his taxes. Let me state as clearly as I can, my father was not financially involved in my business, not as a practicing lawyer, not as a board member of Burisma, not in my partnership with a Chinese private businessman, not in my investments at home nor abroad, and certainly not as an artist. I think the most important thing that came out of these remarks from Hunter Biden is that he clearly stated in a public forum, uh, really for the first time, uh, that his father was not in any way, shape, or form connected to any of his professional life. Almost 70% of Americans, including 40% of Democrats, believe that you acted either illegally or unethically in regards to your family's business interests. It was just a bunch of lies. Interact with Naive's associates? I did not. There's what? lies. I'm here. I'm ready. Hunter, are you ready to go across the street? It's time for decency. 
it's time for Joe Biden. It's going to change, honey. I promise you. I promise you. Sorry if I call him dad. The Lincoln Project is responsible for the content of this advertising. Now we have more people in America in my short lifetime that have died due to gun violence than in every single one of our wars, from the Civil War and the Revolutionary War to the wars in the Middle East combined. Chaos as Michigan State students run for their lives. You want me to get something in front of the door? A mass shooter is stalking the campus and emergency social media blasts tell thousands of students to run, hide, fight. Here we are again, more families added to a tragic and growing list of those who have gotten that heart-crushing call, who sent or took their children to school, never imagining they would never see them again. That searing pain and sadness descending tonight on a Nashville, Tennessee community where a heavily armed shooter walked into a private Christian elementary school this morning and murdered three children, along with three adults in what police call a targeted attack. Hale, who police say identifies as transgender. That news has already prompted some attacks against the trans community. Trans people are already more likely to experience violence simply because they are trans people. So the right focusing on that is uniquely dangerous. You know, look, pronouns, pronouns do not kill children, right? People with guns kill children. Mass shootings targeting LGBTQ spaces and a rise in anti-trans rhetoric have inspired some queer people to take up arms. State radio, state media, controlled by the Biden administration, encouraging people to go to the gun store immediately, but not all people, just trans people. Guns are bad except in the hands of trans people. Ban assault weapons, ban them again, do it now, enough, do something, do something big. We need to ban weapons of war. The question around culture is something that ultimately we just have to crush the culture of gun ownership here in the United States. There are more gun deaths in states with lax gun control laws. There just are, the numbers are there. Right. I think there's a, a cultural issue. The other is selfishness. I'm so selfish that I want my gun. I don't care. If, it's, if this weapon of war is killing babies. There's breaking news out of Louisville, Kentucky. You see a huge police presence there. There are, quote, multiple casualties, according to police, as they respond to an active aggressor. That shooting, just one of several, causing alarm across the country. 20-year-old Kaylin Gillis was shot and killed in upstate New York when the car she was in pulled into the wrong driveway. Why did you shoot my daddy and me? High crime. America's crime crisis. Crime is a disease. We need crime control. Shootings, murder, assault, anarchy in the streets of our entire country almost. Violent offenders, they are roaming the streets. The point is disarming you so you can't defend yourself against their plans for you. The issue is not too many guns. The issue is too many thugs, hoodlums, and savage criminals on our street. Organized criminal gangs very organized criminal gangs across the country have violently been stealing stuff from Target stores. Ark Young Law visited one Walgreens that's hit by shoplifters more than a dozen times a day. It happened three times while she was inside. Did that guy pay? He didn't pay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> 
Our city can't afford this nonsense. Products get swiped from their shelves. We're at a breaking point. So they've locked and chained items like washing detergent. Some of these stores now have to close because of the crime. And so they go out and they need to feed their child and they don't have money. So you maybe have to, they're put in a position where they feel like they either need to shoplift some bread or go hungry that night. It's around 6.56 p.m. local time on October 25th in Lewiston, Maine. This is a, this is a dark time in America. We have a, a, a lot of problems and we're really, really hopeful and prayer, prayer is appropriate at a time like this. That the evil can end, and this senseless violence can stop. And this happens with almost every shooting incident. The, the media call by the left in this country, we need more gun laws, we need more legislation. What's your answer to that? At the end of the day, it's the problem is the human heart. It's not guns, it's not the weapons. At the end of the day, we have to protect the, the right of the citizens to protect themselves, and that's the Second Amendment. Gun violence has terrorized and traumatized so many of our communities in this country. And let us be clear, it does not have to be this way, as our friends in Australia have demonstrated. Devastating earthquake in Turkey and Syria. It struck before dawn and collapsed buildings while people were asleep in their beds. This is a catastrophe in a war-torn part of the world that has bitter experience of catastrophic events, and it keeps getting worse. The first earthquake, 7.8 spill from a train derailment in Ohio did reach the Ohio River, but EPA workers now say they don't believe the 25 million people in the area will be affected. 3,500 fish have likely died in streams and tributaries. Fish, fish, fish. Totally normal. I mean, who wouldn't drink from a stream chock full of dead fish? Because that's the stream where the community's drinking water is from. 
Most of the chemicals that we're worried about and that we're talking about fall into a category known as volatile organic chemicals. Volatile organic compounds, or VOCs, it's important for us to recognize, are actually a part of our everyday life. So Ohio Fauci says, don't mind the cloud of black smoke over your city. Breathe it in. It's organic. It's like chemical is coming out of the ground. Can, can you show, can you come here? And, and let me just show this to people. I don't know if you're gonna see this on camera, but watch this. Just see that chemical pop out of the creek. Until Biden's EPA guy comes down to Palestine and guzzles a gallon of faucet water, don't believe a thing he says. So I guess I'm just struggling to understand why the president wouldn't go to East Palestine. It does it simply not meet the bar for a presidential visit? It's one of the worst air qualities ever recorded. Images are startling, even apocalyptic. They say being outside is like smoking three to 11 cigarettes a day. Wow. The more pollutants in the air, the worse quality air people are up against. The air quality in New York City today was the worst in the entire world. 100 million people here in the U.S. across 13 states are impacted, all due to the wildfires that have erupted in Canada. Several large wildfires burning out of control and just getting huge plumes of this smoke. We do begin with a terrible reality sinking in after wildfires raced across Maui, the death toll rising and likely to go higher. The urgent search for the missing and the painful questions about the state's disaster warning system. Talk about the Hawaii response, Mr. President. Overnight, Hurricane Adelia grew from a Category 1 hurricane to a monster Category 4 storm. It was a Cat 3 when it hit. Winds near 125 miles an hour and a life-threatening storm surge. Now, this is the strongest storm, I believe, in history that has hit the Big Bend area. You are said in March that you would go to East Palestine, Ohio. You came here. How come you haven't gone to East Palestine yet? Well, I haven't had the occasion to go to East Palestine. There's a lot going on. All right, here's what was going on outside. A lot more people here than normal. We begin tonight in Israel, where the prime minister has partially given in to pressure after huge protests across the country, including from his own defense minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, has delayed his highly controversial plans to overhaul the judicial system, which would give parliament the power to override the Supreme Court. What's different about these protests today is the police response and the violence that we saw break out because it's been eight or so weeks of these regular protests. They've, they've blocked streets and today was called a day of disruption. Protesters up and down the country blocking major roadways, blocking major highways. But in Tel Aviv, those scenes of those border police officers uh, using horses, using water cannons, using stun grenades, uh, that is something new. That is a level of response, a level of clashes that we have have not seen. And what we said is we want to depressurize, de-escalate and ultimately integrate the Middle East region. The war in Yemen is in its 19 month of truce. For now, the Iranian attacks against U.S. forces have stopped. Our presence in Iraq is stable. I emphasize for now because all of that can change. And the Middle East region is quieter today than it has been in two decades. 
We are following breaking news in the Middle East. The biggest and deadliest flare-up between Israel and the Palestinian militants in years. If you had asked me yesterday, I would not have told you was plausible. The idea that Palestinian gunmen are inside of Israeli communities is what has taken this country so by surprise. And it is the method and the level of sophistication with which they have carried out this attack. So we understand, obviously, that, that Hamas is leading these attacks. Israel has formally declared war after that unprecedented multi-pronged terror attack from Hamas, shocking the nation, catching its intelligence service by surprise. And the IDF has pledged a full air, land and sea attack on Hamas in the Gaza Strip. More than a million civilians heeding a warning from Israel's armed forces, scrambling to move out of the northern Gaza Strip. We haven't seen any direct evidence that Iran participated in these particular attacks, but no specific evidence that they were participating in this, resourcing this, planning these series of attacks. The administration so far has been unable to say there is any direct link to Iran. 27 Americans killed. Why is it the posture of the Biden administration to just let Israel handle this job, in essence, um, instead of U.S. forces going in and getting the guys that killed our people? What is your message to Hezbollah and its backer, Iran? Don't. Don't, don't, don't. Don't come across the border. Don't escalate this war. That's right. Is Iran behind the Gaza war? I don't want to get into classified information. Hamas uh, are the new Nazis. If it's not stopped here, the savagery will reach you very soon and reach the entire world.
Now, protesters here are pro-Palestine. They want the U.S. to end aid to Israel. They are also asking for an end to the military blockade of Gaza. Now, they say they're rallying for an end of the occupation of Palestine. Many people around the world worry that the surprise attacks on Israel by Palestinian militants. Shame on you! Shame on you! Shame on you! You know, everything that comes out of the West Bank and Gaza is a lie. They're mendacious, and CNN knows that. And yet they're so wedded to this left-wing narrative, and their viewers and the base of the Democratic Party is joined at the hip with this left-wing pro-Hamas movement. They can't do anything. That is unfair. I do not want you to suggest that we are not seeking the truth. Peter Lerner, we are trying to seek the truth. Okay, so we have an insurrection happening. major development and breaking right now in Gaza. The Palestinian health ministry says as many as 300 people were killed after a strike on a hospital in central Gaza. You know, it is hard to see what else this could be, really, given the size of the explosion, other than an Israeli airstrike or several airstrikes. And I'm not suggesting that Hamas deliberately did it either. It's that old thing, I don't know how to shoot straight. Anderson, with all due respect, there aren't two sides to this. Not everything is two sides. And I have a feeling that if it wasn't the state of Israel, then I think the global media would have behaved very differently. Is that, and while raining down missiles on buildings which they know are going to kill civilians, we know hundreds and hundreds of civilians have already died, many of them children. Is that a reasonable, proportionate and moral response by Israel. Level of concern right now about the potential rise of anti-Semitism in light of everything that's going on in Israel. Uh, we have not seen uh, any credible uh, threat. One of the ironies is that uh, as an American Jew, you're safer in Saudi Arabia right now than you are on a college campus like Columbia University. Well, nobody's ever seen this before. When asked recently about rising anti-Semitic hate, Joe Biden's own press secretary had nothing to say about the rabid mobs in the street. And they're shouting, kill the Jews, kill the Jews. And she had nothing to say. In fact, she stuck up for the other side. She started talking about the other side. You all saw it. Our nation was founded on the fundamental principle that all people should have the freedom to live, to worship, and to be. And so today, I am proud to announce the Biden-Harris administration will develop our nation's first national strategy to counter Islamophobia. The president uh, knows that Muslims and those perceived to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate number, uh, certainly of hate-fueled attacks. It's children, it's children, it's innocent people. <laughs> 
Well, I, I, I think that anyone who, for instance, chants things like from the river to the sea is, is in fact... Yes, but they're not all doing that. ...or is criminally ignorant. Oh, well, they are. I mean, there's masses of videos of them marching past Westminster Abbey last week saying exactly that. Yeah, but they're not all doing it. Past... So when you hear it from the river to the sea, what do you think? One, and two, are you surprised by all the pushback, not just in the United States with these protests, but around the world? From the river to the sea means there's no Israel. From the Jordan River to the Mediterranean, which is a tiny area, by the way, uh, that encompasses Israel, there is no Israel. But I think there is a huge, uh, just amazement around the world, which I share, that there has been so little sympathy for the people of Israel who suffered this atrocity. Supporters of the former President Jair Bolsonaro have stormed into various government buildings in that country's capital. It looks like a replay of January 6th. And so today I'm announcing that I will not be seeking re-election. I am leaving because with such a privileged role comes responsibility. The responsibility to know when you are the right person to lead and also when you are not. Bombshell news from New Zealand, the fall of the poster child of the international left, loved overseas, but now on the nose at home and behind on the polls. But be clear, Ardern's resignation marks a failure of woke politics. Now, whether it will be reported that way is irrelevant. As we now see, however things are made to seem though, the reality will come out. Protests in Atlanta, Georgia turned violent this weekend following the death of an environmental activist last week. Masked activists who were dressed in all black threw rocks and lit fireworks in front of the Atlanta Police Foundation, shattering windows along the way last night. They also lit a police cruiser on fire. The assailants were part of a group of protesters who were mourning the death of a non-binary activist named Tortuguida, who was killed after police say they shot a state trooper. Vehicle still uh, up in flames here over at the at Andrew Young and Peachtree. And if you take a look over here, if you pan over, I want to show you. This is what they were handing out at that protest. So it was a largely peaceful protest. Hey, can you guys hear us? state trooper was injured in a shooting and if you're taking a look at video now I can hear it in my ear uh, that is just some of the moments that you could see that uh, protesters are throwing bricks at what I believe to be the Atlanta police uh, the Atlanta police foundation um, the Atlanta oh hey turn around can we go can you get your bad numbers Are you surprised to see the violence that we have seen there tonight? What do you think? Well, I think that there's a real blurring of the lines in the use of the word violence. We are Oklahoma! We are Oklahoma! We are Oklahoma! We are Oklahoma! Now, another big story today. Scotland's first minister is resigning. Nicola Sturgeon has led the Scottish National Party, which wants independence from Britain for more than eight years. Now, she told a hastily arranged news conference that it was the right time to make way for someone else. I have believed that part of serving well would be to know almost instinctively when the time is right 
to make way for someone else. This was a very violent attack. Overnight in Atlanta, a chaotic clash between protesters and police, all on the site of a planned police training facility. Officials say protesters burned construction vehicles and a trailer and set off fireworks toward officers stationed nearby. But when you look at what's happening, it really is extremist right-wing violence that scholars who look at this most closely are most worried about. to the people who assaulted me. The campus police did nothing. The student, or the dean of students was there and did nothing. A huge police response was called to Washington and Wabash, where crowds were seen fighting and blocking streets. Two teenagers were shot in the midst of it all. But the groups, well, they became unsafe when they started flooding into the streets. You can see that regular weekend evening traffic was just trying to get by, but young people were coming from always, running from group to group through the streets. Police tried to manage traffic as kids were jumping on and kicking cars, even chasing after them. The mass majority of the young people that came downtown came downtown because it was a great um, weather and an opportunity to enjoy the city. Now let's take you to Paris because a French policeman has now been charged and remanded in custody following the killing of a 17-year-old boy named as Nahel, who was shot dead by an officer on Tuesday. Thousands of people have been marching through the streets of the Paris suburb of Nanterre to remember the teenager. in Dublin. Dozens of people arrested, but those riots erupting after the stabbing of five people, including three children yesterday. Police blaming far-right agitators for the violence. Very quickly online, far-right leaders ramped up the rhetoric, describing the attacker as a foreigner blaming immigration. In this video we found on a far-right social media platform, these men are accused of looting. The Guardi has blamed the rioting on a complete lunatic hooligan faction, the commissioner's words. 
2023 has been an historic year. The rule of law has been tested in ways unseen in American history. But wow, does 2024 look like it's going to be an even greater challenge to the basic foundations of our democracy? And in a moment when every person, 350 million Americans, everyone, regardless of political affiliation, can feel that something bad's coming, everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. I mean, if you've been to church once in the last year, have you thought about the end times recently? Yes, you have. Abrupt change is coming, and that's very disconcerting. You know, there was a time it got to be a disgrace to work down in Rome. They got wealthy and pampered and living in idleness and ease and luxury, and they got their minds on entertainment and amusement and sports. We're going the way of ancient Rome. And they wanted to rely on the government to support them, so of course taxes went way up, just like they are here in the United States. And the main thing was they didn't want to work. Well, you know, up north there were the barbarians. They weren't the nice, dandy gentlemen that the gentlemen down at Rome were, but they were tough, and they were strong. And so finally the barbarians came down and overran them and conquered them, and what happened to Rome? Well, it fell good and hard. My friends, we're riding to a great fall right here in the United States right now, and we don't realize it.